Gethard sets up deep in the pocket. Goes down the field for Smith. Fifty-six yarder. It's got no. Does not have the leg. And Chris Davis takes it in the back of the end zone. He'll run it out to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh my God! Davis is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Don't miss a thing from the world of college football. Stay right here for College Gridiron on WFUV Sports. Welcome back to another episode of College Gridiron. I am Danny Scott, joined per usual with Tyler Who, and we also have Sam Davis on today. Guys, not much going on in the realm of college football. We had the highest win last week. For the first time in 17 years, the Army-Navy game hit the over, which is one of the best traditions in college football. And also some sad news that we'll get into in just a second. But before we start talking about this, how are you guys doing today? Danny, I'm glad to be joined here by you guys. Um, we spent sat- all of Saturday together with, first of all, the Heisman ceremony was amazing. Great time. Really enjoyed it. Thank you to the Heisman for letting us come out there and cover the, the ceremony. And um, I'm doing well. I mean, I have a final exam in two hours, but, you know, life is good. Flying high, just finished the paper. We're feeling great right now. Wow, saving some time for, for college green iron. I love it, despite the fact Couldn't that, miss it. Couldn't yeah. miss it. Love it, love it. But, yeah, no, I'm doing well, too. You know, uh, obviously, like you guys mentioned, the Heisman was awesome. Um, you know, being there back there for me for the second year was such a cool experience as well. Um, you know, and there's a lot of excitement coming up for college football. It may not be, like, right around the corner, but there is, you know, a lot of excitement uh, going forward into, obviously, the New Year's six bowl games and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, yeah, overall excited to be here for sure. Yeah, so before we start talking some Heisman stuff, and that'll just be a quick discussion. It was very tragic passing of uh, Mississippi State head coach Mike Leach. Um, he was a coach at Mississippi State for just a couple years, but previously at Washington State and Texas Tech. Uh, just 61 years old, but a very, very beloved coach in the realm of college football. Definitely had um, quite the character um, that you would say, but very, very sad that that happened. Um, you guys got anything that you want to add? Yeah, I mean, Coach Leach is innovators of the air raid offense itself he's pretty much changed the the landscape of football as we know it the air raid offense wouldn't be here without him and he's just one of the great characters of college football the past couple days reading these stories on twitter just like getting a laugh out of them and seeing these nice stories that everybody's had about coach leach there's not a bad word you could say about coach leach he's one of the best characters in college football history just a great guy and may he rest in peace yeah such a sudden kind of thing that just seemed like it happened out of nowhere, just kind of all of a sudden, you know, he saw the news maybe, you know, overnight and then all of a sudden that, you know, the next day uh, it came out that he had passed away and obviously very tragic considering, um, you know, how how important he was to a lot of people. It seemed like, you know, seeing all the outreach from uh, all sorts of different reporters or, or even players and coaches or whatever it may be, like just showing how amazing of a person he seemed to be um, outside of being uh, the college football coach that he was, of course. Um, And that's ultimately what I think is the most important. And the heart goes out to the family, Um, you know, obviously dealing with, you know, such a sudden and and really difficult uh, experience here. But, you know, I think his legacy is going to live on. I I think that uh, he touched a lot of people's lives, it seems like, over his years um, as a football coach. And that's something that I think people don't think about as much, but 
being a college football coach, especially and and interacting with with younger guys, you know, on this journey to playing Division One football, maybe going to the next level in the NFL, you can really make a, a sizable difference in people's lives. And I feel like that's something that that Mike Leach did over his career, which is why you know this this uh, unfortunate circumstance is, is so so tragic. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you on that. Uh, college in particular, high school you can say that about too, but college in particular, you're with these kids for four years. In high school, you may only be their coach for two, maximum of three, unless they're a superstar and going to be on varsity as a freshman. But college, you know, you're right in that development age, 18 to 22 years old sometimes, even a little bit beyond. But uh, Mike Leach definitely made a difference in a lot of guys' lives. But uh very, very tragic, but let's move on to something a little more fun. Uh, last weekend, us three went to the Heisman ceremony. It was a very, very fun day. It was an all-day event. We got to go check out the venue. We got to each of us asked a question to at least one of the Heisman finalists, a couple of us, uh, even some more. But Caleb Williams does walk away as the Heisman winner, and it was a very, very fun event. Um, do you guys have any qualms with Caleb Williams winning? I think that was pretty much the consensus, but whatever you guys else want to want to add to the conversation yeah that was the most obvious winner we could have chosen I mean he walked away with it led he had 47 total touchdowns led the nation in passing touchdowns tied with CJ Stroud I'm pretty sure but he was just a great representative of the Heisman just a really nice guy really family oriented you saw the moments with him and his family um you know he's he's obviously people think oh he's cocky no he's very humble he's very laid back very chill and a really nice guy. We got to, we both got to ask him a question on the big stage. You got to ask him one during the press conference, I believe. Right, Sam? Yep. And uh, Danny got to make the whole room laugh. That was a great moment. Um, got Coach Lincoln Riley a little upset, but, you know, jokingly upset. It was hilarious. Um, Caleb, really good representative of the Heisman. Um, had a great year. Unfortunately, I think it might be coming to an end because I don't think he's going to play in the Cotton Bowl because of his ankle. But... Yeah, I mean, or the hamstring, or if he plays, I mean, he can continue that legacy. But he'll be back next year at USC. Um, another year, prove why he's going to be the number one overall pick in twenty twenty three. But yeah, really, I have no qualms about it. I think um, it was a good race. Um, I think Duggan coming in second was fair, and then CJ third, Stetson fourth. You know, that's neither here nor there. But Caleb deservingly the winner, and proud of him. Yeah, I think, you know, all four of those guys in that order, I think, makes a lot of sense with the way that it was. That's kind of what we expected. Yeah. Um, you know, Duggan getting second, of course, Stroud, and then uh, uh, Stetson Bennett, you know, there for a nice story and for what Georgia's meant to college football over the last couple of years. But Caleb Williams, obviously, no guy more deserving than him to win the Heisman. I think the fact that he's only a sophomore um, and how mature he is and how he handles kind of that spotlight of the Heisman Trophy ceremony was what impressed me so much. The fact that, you know, he's a young guy. He's younger than we are, and he's handling, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of press, a lot of media, a lot of conversation about him being the number one overall draft pick. You know, he's still got a whole year to play, so I'm sure there's right. a lot of pressure involved in that. Um, and the fact that he's able to kind of handle it so easily, so well, at least it seems like from the surface, is pretty impressive of, of the guy that he is. And I think that means, and, and that reflects what he's going to mean um, to not only college football next year, but also the NFL. I think this guy's got a super bright future ahead, not only on the field, but his maturity and his ability to handle himself off the field is just as important um, as a young guy like that, which I think makes, you know, Williams, and I, I think the fact that, you know, us getting a chance to, to talk to him and stuff makes it even more special because I know, you know, I'm going to be rooting for this guy and hoping that he, he does well in the NFL 
Um, although he's a USC guy, which I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was I was <laughs> but, gonna say. I mean, he's you, one of those rare guys you can root for at USC. Yeah, you know, I just I, I just feel like with us personally being able to talk to him and you know kind of get to know him more on a on a personal level than most, it, it's it's a cool opportunity to see where he's gonna go in his NFL career. But overall, you know, super deserving for Caleb Williams. For sure. So that that was something that I was gonna bring up. I I hate USC. Just <laughs> I despise them. But I definitely found a new appreciation for at least Caleb Williams and Lincoln Riley. Um, they were both very, very grateful to be there. Lincoln's obviously been there before, done that. Um, this is his third Heisman winner, I believe fifth candidate overall That's that's been a finalist. Um, but Caleb Williams was incredibly mature, like shockingly yeah. so. Because um, he's two years younger than me. There's no way I'd be able to go up and, and answer questions like <laughs> he did. Um, but it was a very, very fun experience. And I definitely think that Caleb Williams has this rap of being a cocky player. You know, you watch him on the field. He right. he has the nails that uh, everyone that probably has listened to the show knows what I'm talking about. Um, blank Utah and blank Notre Dame. Yep. Um, <laughs> the Heisman pose, too. Honestly, yeah. yeah. You know, um, he, guy's a baller. He's definitely very cocky. But once you get him <laughs> off the field, um, very mature, mm -hmm. very well-spoken, uh, very confident. It's definitely. I wouldn't. I would say it's less of a cockiness now. It's a confidence. It's a yeah. very high confidence. Yeah, it's how he himself. carries himself and how he finds himself having success is being confident like that. Being yeah. almost overly confident to the point where you know that's where he feels like he's best to to perform on the field. And, and there know, were there were multiple times throughout the night that you're going, man, he's like. How was he not freaking out right now? Like yeah. everyone else is like, you can tell they're they're a little, a little nervous. nervous. Like Max yeah. Duggan looked a little nervous when I was interviewing him. See, yeah. Caleb was super chill the whole time. The yeah. entire time, it felt like he didn't have a care in the world. He knew he was gonna want it. He was coming here for a job, but <laughs> he also like it seemed like he had a very good fun time. I oh mean, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, whenever you're a Heisman winner, and his speech was maybe the best Heisman winning speech that I've that seen in my Joe lifetime. Burrow, yeah. It was very good. Yeah, it was um, very nice. But it was it was very fun, and I think the the highlight of the night, and this will be a good transition, is he goes, you know, even though I win it, you three all get to play in the college football playoff, yeah, something absolutely. that he doesn't. So we'll transition to that. First, we got Georgia versus Ohio State in the Fiesta Bowl. That's number one versus number four. And then TCU versus Michigan, number three versus number two in the Peach Bowl. And obviously Stenson Bennett. And C.J. Stroud of Ohio State will be going toe-to-toe. -to -toe. Um, before we really talk about the games, do you guys have any issues with the four teams that made it? No. I, I have no I'm, problem with it. I mean, I'm very, you know, I, I think when TCU lost to Kansas State, I think everyone in or most people in the nation thought, okay, this team still deserves to, to make the college football playoffs. So to see them in, to see them in, in at three is, uh, I think, well-deserved for them. And, mm -hmm. you know, although Ohio State – really had a horrible fourth quarter against Michigan overall, you know, the full body of work in the season. I, I, I think they're the best bet or the best, you know, team left available to put in over, let's say, you know, a two-loss Alabama team. I think Ohio State gets the nod over them. So, yeah, for me, there's no issues at all. Yeah, yeah you look down past four, every single team, five through 25, everything has two or more losses. Yeah. Uh, the top four have one loss or zero losses, so I really have no problems with it. Um, you can say, oh, Ohio State didn't play that tough of a schedule. You can say Bama played a tougher schedule. Bama looked mortal for most of the season. Bama did not look that good for most of the season. Tennessee doesn't have – Joe Milton's their quarterback now. Hedden Hooker's hurt. Jalen Hyde's not playing in the bowl, in the Orange Bowl, I believe, because he declared for the draft. 
it's a clear top four. I mean, it's a very well-deserved top four. I think that the ranking, the order is good too, so I have no qualms with it. I will say I did want to see Michigan-Ohio State a rematch in the first round, but maybe we get in the second round in the national championship. Probably uh-huh. no. no. Maybe. Shot. I mean, listen, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Say, technically, maybe. Technically, it's possible. Uh, yeah, it yeah. is possible, technically. There is a non-zero chance. There is a non- that that's the perfect way to describe but, it. Um, it is a very minute number, if, if you ask me. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I agree. I think this is a good ranking. I, I do really think that there's a clear top two and then a clear mm-hmm. third and then a clear drop after that that I would have been Ooh. fine if you put Alabama in over Ohio State. I think they're a very similar team. Um, just because Ohio State, they didn't play anyone besides Michigan and kind of got killed. I mean, I think that yeah. Alabama would be more competitive against Georgia, if I'm I do totally too. honest, yeah, in I that agree. matchup than Ohio State will be. Um, right, but Ohio State, I feel to me, Ohio State was a much better team this year throughout. I mean, you can say Ohio State didn't really play anybody. I think they didn't play anyone. They, but played, Bam, they played Penn State. Penn State and Michigan. I think the and committee lost is just by so, 22 to Michigan. Committees, the committee is so set on on the, on the records, on, on, yeah. on undefeated yeah, on or one-loss teams, and, and that's ultimately what it comes down to. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Yeah. I'm fine with it. I'm just saying I, I, I would have been, yeah. I would have mm-hmm. been just as fine if it was Alabama, and I, I mean, do I think wouldn't be shocked if Nick Saban knocked and, and Alabama would have knocked off the number one team in the nation. Like it you can't say yeah. that's it surprising me, but because it's is, never surprising. Yeah. I know Alabama's not having the year that they've had in the past, but mm-hmm. it still wouldn't surprise you. And I think Ohio State beating Georgia that would surprise me. I mean, that would that would that, that would be yeah. a massive yeah. upset. So I think that's kind of the difference there. But. The the one thing that I am happy is that it's not Alabama. It's you know, but Ohio State's in that same realm where we've yeah. seen them already. Like I think T- see, having TCU in Michigan, I think is nice. I mean, Michigan, uh, you know, nice there, I think that could be a really good game. At least TCU being there, you know, that's a team we haven't seen uh, in, yep. the, in in the playoff, and that, that's kind of a, a cool Always a cool matchup, I would say, between those two. Yeah. But. Uh, before we move on to the rest of the New Year's Six Bowls, I just want to, we won't do like a full in-depth analysis of everyone, but just kind of your early thoughts on where you think these are going to go. I think mine are pretty clear. I think Georgia's head and shoulders the best team in the nation. Um, I think they pretty much wiped the floor with Ohio State. I, I don't think it's going to be a particularly close game. We won't do score predictions yet. And then uh, I feel a similar way about Michigan. I think it'll be a better game against TCU. I think TCU is better than Ohio State. At this point, I feel comfortable saying that. Um, I still think Michigan is probably a three-score favorite going into this one by at least 17. You think it's that high, really? Ooh, interesting. Um, I think they're only favored by, what, one and a half, seven and a half, I believe, which is not that high. Um I kind of want to pick TCU really badly. I'm not going to lie to you. I know Michigan's the better team. But I want this story to go on. Um, I think, I would love it if yeah. TCU won. It would be amazing to me. But I just, if we're being realistic with ourselves, I wonder what TCU. You're run. looking at Michigan, right? Michigan's a better football team. Definitely, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I think it. I think I think it'll be closer than you think, Dan. To be honest. Well, I'm just looking <laughs> at trends. If you go to recent years, pretty much every first round game is a blowout. That's fair. It's a good point. Uh, yeah, true. I think Georgia Ohio State will be. I think so. Too. I, I think this Michigan. Ten, I, I part of part of it is I want this matchup to 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 be good. Like it, it, well, it, it seems so. I, I would Michigan. love. I would love yeah, to TCU will Michigan. it. Michigan. Like I, I, it seems so interesting. You know, I would it, love to paper. will it to be good. I yeah. just don't. I just don't envision it. I just good. hope you know that TCU would be able to hang around. Yeah, I mean, Michigan. They have. I know they've. 
obviously they haven't played they haven't played the the type of I guess you know they played a pretty solid schedule in terms Talking of all the ranked teams that they, they played, played a good schedule. Um, but they've hung like every game. A lot of games this year for them have been close. I mm-hmm. mean, a lot of games this year against not teams to the level of Michigan, like you know, looking at like Baylor as an example. Um, you know, even Texas or you know something like that. Um, games that they kind of had to come back late and, and and take the lead and win. Um, you know. But overall, TCU has done a good job kind of hanging around in just about every game this year, unless they've been able to, you know, blow out teams, um, mm-hmm. which I think, you know, could be a positive sign of what they could do to Michigan and maybe crawl their way back into the game or, or you know, work back in the second half after being down at, at halftime um, and find a way to try and make this close. But overall, you know, I would give Michigan the edge still, but I think it could be closer than, than people think. I think it's going to be a close game. I think, obviously, Michigan has one of the best defenses in the, na- in the nation. They only allow 13.4 points per game, uh, and they score 40 points per game. They're a really, really, really good football team. Um, that being said, my thought is if TCU can establish a run early with Kendra Miller and Max Duggan, get out early, they can win this game. Um TCU plays tough games. They play close games. Sonny, Sonny Dykes is one of the gutsiest coaches in the nation. We saw it against Baylor. The guy doesn't know. He doesn't know fear. Um, this is going to be a good coaching matchup between him and Jim Harbaugh. Um, and I really, like, I know Michigan's the favorite. And they're favored by 7.5, which isn't as big as everybody thought. But yeah. I really want to pick TCU. And I'm going to, honestly, so it doesn't become a clean sweep, I'm picking TCU. If I'm wrong, whatever, I'm wrong. But I really want to roll, roll with TCU and, and Michigan's undefeated season. All right. Interesting. Somebody's got to somebody's yeah. do, do it. All right. I'm going to take the bullet. Uh, the rest of the New Year's Six Bowls will just start off um, with the one that I'm honestly the most excited for. I think this is the best matchup of all of them, and it's in the granddaddy of them all, the Rose Bowl. Number mm-hmm. 11, Penn State versus number 8, Utah. Um, I think this is just a very fun game. I think Utah has... Is, is one of those teams that, that just somehow lose games but can also beat anyone in the nation. I, they took down USC twice this year, and they're, they yeah. are the sole reason they USC. They had USC's number. And yeah, it was the same thing with Oregon last year. And if you remember the Rose Bowl from last year, Utah versus Ohio State was arguably the best college football game that I've ever watched. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm going to rock with Utah in this one. Um, I really like Cam Rising. I think he's a phenomenal college-level quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, and Penn State, they just they really only played two teams this year and lost both of them. Yeah, um, Penn State, I can't buy into Sean Clifford. I think it's time to move on to Drew Aller, and they will after the season. Uh, they're a really talented team. I think their future is really bright, um, but... Utah's back in the Rose Bowl. They lost last year in the Thriller. They lost what forty eight forty five to um, Ohio State. State. Yeah, what what a, a game. phenomenal yeah. game! I think Utah comes back with a vengeance, and they are into the season hot with a Rose Bowl win. I think they're the better team, and I mean, I'm I'm gonna guess that Utah's fans travel better just because they're closer in proximity. I'm really feeling a Utah win here. Yeah, Danny, you mentioned how this is one of the better games of the New Year's Six Bowls. I agree because I feel like with looking at these bowl games, a lot of it is which team or maybe both teams have a lot to play for. And I feel like Utah in the Rose Bowl and Penn State as well, both have a lot to play for. This game means a lot to both of them, I think, you know, and that definitely plays a factor going into it. Meanwhile, looking at, you know, I think about like Alabama, Kansas State, for example, I feel like Kansas State will be a lot more amped up to play in that game than Alabama would considering obviously in the past, you know, we know uh, Saban and Alabama's history, but Mm -hmm. that's part of why, 
I'm excited for this Rose Bowl. Um, and both teams that, you know, especially, Tyler, you mentioned Utah and, and the game last year, and I'm sure they're going to be dying. You know, for a lot of these Pac-12 teams that don't really get a shot at the playoff for the most part, the Rose Bowl is the, is the playoff, playoff for them. You yeah. know, it's, it's the biggest game of the year for them. So um, Utah getting that opportunity, I like I like them to win as well because uh, I think they're going to be, like Tyler said, coming in with kind of a vengeance, ready to uh, – you know, to kind of put yeah, last year's game behind them. Um, you know, and I think they've had a lot more uh, impressive um, performances this year against um, against USC than Penn State. You know, like you mentioned, Danny, they've really only played a couple of teams, and uh, both those teams, Michigan and Ohio State, you know, playoff teams, but still, they, they, they were not very competitive uh, in those games for the most part, which is why I'll, I'll ride with Utah. Yeah, and we'll move on to to that game. Alabama versus Kansas State, number five versus number nine in the Sugar Bowl. Um, I do agree with you that I think Kansas State will be more amped to play in it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But also, Nick Saban is such a good coach that I don't think they need to be that amped up. Um, And I think they will be, regardless. I, I will say Kansas State will probably come in hotter, but... It's still a New Year's Six Bowl game. It still means a lot. It still brings a lot of money to the school and, and all that stuff. So I'm going to go with Alabama just based off of how good of a coach Nick Saban is. And I haven't heard Bryce Young or Will Anderson say they're not playing in this game. I'm going to assume they're playing. I'm going to assume they're playing, and I think that leads me to side with Alabama. I think Bryce Young wants to cement himself as that number one overall pick, and I'm sure Will Anderson wants to do the same. I think they're both top four picks at worst. Um, and... I know Kansas State's a really good team. First of all, they play harder. They play every team hard. They play every team tough. We saw them knock off TCU's undefeated season, and they're there's a fun team. Will Howard stepped in for Adrian Martinez and did a phenomenal job at quarterback. Deuce Vaughn might be one of the most fun running backs I've seen in recent years. He's five six, runs like a muscle hamster, and he's just so fun to watch. But there's a, I feel like there's a slight talent disparity, and I'm a rock with Bama. I think Saban's pissed that they didn't make the playoff. It's a horrible. Uh, horrible season in their by their standards at Alabama, always a contender, always in the playoff. This is a down they were season. Still, for them. They were still a contender. Oh, absolutely. I mean, regardless, they're of, the number five team in the nation. Yeah. But you know, there's it's a down season for Saban. Every, a national, no national championship is a down year for Saban. Um, they're really talented. I think this is going to be a really good game by Morocco Bama. Um, yeah, I want to. You know, to be honest, Alabama is the better team. Like you guys mentioned, I think like they are the superior team um but i'm gonna rock with kansas state Ooh, i'm gonna, like I'm gonna roll the dice a little bit i think this is an opportunity for for them to come in off of a big win last week mm-hmm. against tcu um you know a little bit more energy than alabama might have and i think they're gonna take it to them and, and beat them in the sugar bowl i i i'm not 100 percent confident when i say that uh because it's <laughs> i mean still the, alabama, spread, the it's spread's really, three points it's not it's, like a massive yeah disparity. but it's really it's still really tough to pick against saban um but i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it I'm gonna i like it i like it a lot interesting uh the next one the cotton bowl um number 10 usc versus number 16 tulane um and for me the entirety of this game depends on if caleb williams is playing because um, I don't yeah, even know 100%. who their backup quarterback is, if if we're being yeah. completely honest. Um, if yeah. Caleb Williams is playing, I think I rock with USC. If Caleb Williams isn't playing, I think it's a very, very close game. I think Caleb Williams really pushes them over the top, though. Oh, he's a needle mover, 100%. Um, so just f- out of spite for USC, if Caleb Williams is not playing, I'm going to go with Tulane. I'm going with Tulane. I don't think Caleb Williams plays. I don't think he risks further injury to his hamstring. It didn't look that good against Utah. Um, and, I mean, 
if I were him, I'd sit out just because you have nothing to play for, really. You have a whole of next, all of next year to he has something. Yourself. He has pride no, to play for. He has nothing to play for. He's a no, he's going to be the number one overall pick next year. You're, Save, you're the issue with college football. Save your hamstring. No, you I'm, are the issue. Sure. I think as a sophomore, he has something to play for. Yeah. But Save your hamstring. I also understand where you're coming from. Where I, he he like if it's border like if he if he's like a game time decision. Yeah. Don't play. Don't play. Exactly. Like, it, yeah. It's not worth it. Oh, if, if, he's, he's healthy, if he's good, if he's healthy, go. Then he should play. He's but got. I, I don't know if he's going to be healthy. I, he's I mean, got like I'm, three weeks to prepare for this. It's supposedly like a significant weeks. hamstring injury, right. whatever, whatever that means. He really. was walking fine um, on Saturday. Yeah, but <laughs> walking's different walking from cutting and left and right. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, Especially the way he plays, he runs a lot. In a New Year Six bowl game, is a different story. But um, you know, I don't know. I I, yeah. I don't think he'll play either, to be honest. Um, I, yeah, I it's more likely he doesn't than he does. I feel like mm-hmm. at this point, which is why I, you know I'll, I'll take Tulane as well. Clean sweep. Um, wow, but, that, I was not expecting that. Well, yeah. I just think I mean that's the biggest thing. Is like it's, it, this one's easy to pick because if Caleb Williams does play, you can just say, "Hey, you know what? Like, look, like that's why they won. Like, if, yeah. if I knew Caleb Williams was playing, I would have picked USC. Yeah, also, like, it's a no-brainer. But um, you know, I'll take Tulane. Why not? Yeah, I mean, Tulane has a lot to play for. I think they're putting themselves on the map as a true American conference, like powerhouse. They had a really good year, and I've, I guess tied for like one year, man. Yeah, it's not right. a powerhouse. No. It's not a powerhouse. They, they, they did be. have a good. I'm like, saying they uh, become the next TC, powerhouse. Is TCU a Big Twelve powerhouse? Because no, I'm they, saying they like they could. This year, they like, can put. The, I'm saying they can put their name on the map as a future powerhouse for the American Conference. As I'm saying, Ty J Spears could really elevate his stock as a draft prospect. As a, a really good running back, and. I think Tulane has a lot more to play for. I think Tulane deserves. I mean, they're not. Nah, I disagree with that. USC has been bad for so long. They're finally back in a New Year's Six Bowl. New head coach, new quarterback. They got a lot to prove in this yeah, game. Yeah, but their quarterback might not play, play and they're, plays, they're starting yeah. running back Re- Travis Dyson. Regardless. Out the regardless. Uh, I think if Tulane Caleb wins Williams this game. plays, I think USC has a ton to play for. Oh, they, haven't, sure. they have not been good in the last decade. You can say that. Yeah. But, and finally, they get a good coach uh, that's coming in and making a difference already. They got a lot to play for. No, sure. But moving but on to the wins. Orange yeah. Bowl, number seven, Tennessee versus number six, Clemson, the final of these New Year's six games. And no Hendon Hooker, no DJ Uyunglele. But I'm going to rock with Clemson on this one. I think yeah, Cade so. Klubnick is a phenomenal quarterback, and he should have been their starter the entire year. Um, so I'm going to go with Clemson. I think this is a very good game, um, e- even though it's two backup quarterbacks. I think that almost makes it more fun. Yeah. Um, you don't know I, what you're expecting. Yeah, I have no idea what's going to happen going to this game. It could be 63-61, or it could be 6-7. to I mean, I think if both – sorry, Tyler, I was just thinking about this, but like, if, if, if – like, I think that they're both backups playing makes this more interesting because if both yeah. starters were playing, I mean, you give you give a huge edge to Tennessee oh, in, my for opinion, sure. in this yeah, game. Yeah. I mean, I don't even think Agreed. it's close, to be honest. But, yeah, with both backups playing, it, it makes it a lot more interesting because I think Klubnik is uh, better than what Uyunglele has been so far mm-hmm, this year. Um, and without Hooker, yeah. You know, I, I would – I would yeah, especially I think I would, like, trend towards Clemson as well. But I, I, I'm actually – you know what? I'm second-guessing my – my pick and I'm Ron gonna, with I'm Joe gonna, Milton. No, 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 no. Not. I'm going back. I'm picking USC. Oh, back to the I last game. Wow. Okay. Wow. Respect. Respect. I changed but how my you mind about this game. It's on the record. This one, I'll take Clemson because I, I, I think that with both backup quarter na- quarterbacks, I like Klubnik. I think he, you know, will be uh, the future for this team. You know, a solid defense as well. Without Hooker, Tennessee's is, uh, I, I think, the lesser team in this matchup. I think Clemson dominates Tennessee, frankly. I don't think it's close because, wow. one, Cade Klubnik is better than DEG, Uyungle. Two, I feel like they're all pretty much healthy. I think their whole team's playing. I know Miles Murphy opted out because he's getting ready for the draft. He's their, 
I think one of their best defensive players. Probably top 10 pick this year as an edge rusher. But you got Cade Klubnik. This is his real audition to, you know, show that he's the future guy. And I think he is the future guy. So, you know, the guys are going to play for him. They're going to play hard for him. And Tennessee is extremely shorthanded. Obviously, no head and hooker. Joe Milton apparently has an absolute cannon of an arm. He's their quarterback now. But Jalen Hyatt, their number one wide receiver, he's not playing. He opted out for the draft. He's preparing for the draft. That's their deep threat. That's a significant loss. Um, You lose your two best offensive weapons. And with a team that really does not have a good defense in Tennessee. Tennessee has a horrible defense by their, like, not horrible, but, like, a not good defense. I don't think it's close. I think Clemson, if if Cade Klubnik plays like I think he's going to play, which is pretty solid, I think Clemson wipes the floor with Tennessee in this game. You guys are so boring. I, I don't think. You two are so boring. You picked all I picked the same, TC, I picked TCU. The same picks. That's I picked TCU. Respect. And, and, and the other, what? Bo- and the other think, New Year's Six Bowl I think games I, I, I think I also talk. Picks. I think I also talked myself in at the end to go to go in with USC. I'm, I think oh I'm, I think I'm flipping I'm with you. I'm sticking with Tulane. I do. I do think. I do think I flipped. Okay, um, saying so say to... with how much they have to play for, but I, I do think Clemson is very good. And then uh, to wrap up, um, we got a few more bowl games that I kind of picked out as as the best games in my eyes. Um, you guys can add any more mm-hmm. if you want to. Um, but the Alamo Bowl, number twenty Texas versus number twelve Washington. Um, this is a very intriguing matchup for me because. Texas played toe-to-toe with a lot of very, very good teams this year, right. but I think people are picking Washington a lot. Um, I'm going to go with Texas, though. I think uh, Quinn Ewers is very good, and I think um, it really depends on what B.J. Robinson is doing. Or, if he uh, plays. Yeah. B.J. Robinson, yeah. Um, I wonder but if he I plays. Think, yeah, I, I'm very curious to see. But I do think Texas overall is a better team. I think you look at... Um, the teams that Texas played versus the teams that Washington played. Yeah, um, the Pac-12 Pac-12 versus versus the Big 12. Um, I think I'm going to go with Texas. I'm going to rock with Washington. I think um, Quinn Ewers, he's really talented, no doubt about it. One, I don't know if Eugene Robinson's playing or not. If he doesn't play, makes my Washington pick that much more confident. If he does play, I'm teetering over the line. But... I think Quinn Ewers definitely he he's really talented. I think he's going to be one of the three first three quarterbacks selected next year in next year's draft, alongside Caleb Williams and Drake May. He's going to be three. Yeah, he's going to be three. Uh, but he's talented, no doubt about it. He if is he also, plays, if if Archie Manning doesn't come steal his job, true. But um, he's also very turnover prone. He threw six picks compared to fourteen touchdowns. Doesn't really impress me. And Michael Penix Jr. led the nation in passing yards, twenty nine touchdowns, seven interceptions. Really, really fun player. Um. I think that, yeah, I think Washington airs it out, and just I think they're the slightly better team right now. I think I'm a rock with Washington. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of back and forth with this one. I think I'm going to go Texas. Um, you know, I I think when you when you compare any team from the Pac-12 uh, with a team from the Big 12, it makes me sort of side towards the Big 12 in general, just Definitely, because of the strength yeah. of schedule and the guys that they play throughout the year versus Washington. You know. Um, not a great schedule, obviously, on the season as a whole. Um, this is kind of a toss-up, to be honest. I, I really think this game could go either way, depending on, you know, like you said, Robinson playing or not is a big deal as well. But um, I'll take Texas. I'll take Texas in this one. Uh, next one, the game that I'm going to be looking forward to the most, and I assume and, Sam is too, but... And no one else outside. outside yeah, 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 it's just you two. <clears throat> um, but number 21... Notre Dame versus number 19, South Carolina in the Gator Bowl. This one's very fun. Um, I'll let you guys go first on this one while I still kind of wrap my head around it. Um, 
Ah, oh, man. Don't know. Who's Notre Dame's good quarterback going to be? Uh, they're saying Buckner might be back. Buck, okay. Then I'm picking you, uh, South Carolina. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think Spencer Rattler, obviously, you know how we feel about Spencer Rattler. We don't really love him. We don't like him that much, but, you know, he played really well at the end of the season. 16 touchdowns to 11 interceptions passing-wise. Very interesting, but, um... I feel like he's got, you know, he wants to get his career back on track. I, I'm going to assume he's coming back for his senior year just because I don't think his draft stock is very high. Um, with this uncertainty surrounding Notre Dame's quarterback situation, I'm going to go with South Carolina. But if there's an established starter, then maybe I change. I'm well, a Drew Pine's top. gone. Yeah, Drew yeah, Pine's gone, gone, exactly. So it's either going to be Buckner or Angeli. Yeah. Or the other. So give me South Carolina. <clears throat> yeah, you know, I, I hate to say it, but yeah, to be honest, uh, I, I think I think South Damn. Carolina. I mean, come on. I, I'm just I'm picking with my mind, not my heart. I'm sorry, Danny, but I, I, I think South Carolina. You can't go against your team. Um, I mean, I can. I can pick against Fair them. Fair enough. I, mean, I respect I've done that it. with a, every team I've ever rooted for like at times. I hope I'm wrong, but, you know, I yeah. think South Carolina is a better team. I, I think they're going to win. Um, I'm gonna go with Notre Dame. Shocker! I really? Know. Wow! Um, I, didn't, I didn't know that. What makes you think that? However, uh, I'll I'll tell you why, and it's because I don't think um the quarterback situation is gonna matter. If it's Buckner, great. I I love Buckner. He won the starting job for a reason. Um, this year and can make plays with those legs. Um, not I'm assuming uh, Mayer is not gonna be playing in the bowl game, considering yeah. he already declared for yeah, the draft. No um, but they have a absolute duo at running back that are monsters um, and SMA and Diggs. And I think they're just going to really control the clock. Um, they're With Buckner playing for the first time since week two when he lost to Marshall, they're not going to put him in situations where he's going to have to do anything crazy. They're just going to say, hey, Audric, here you go. Logan, here you go. Run it down their throats. And they're going to do that for four quarters, and I see them dominating the time of possession. And they got a very good offensive line and a good defense. They force a couple turnovers, dominate time of possession. That's how you win football games. Um, But moving on to the Holiday Bowl, number 15 Oregon versus now unranked North Carolina, but North Carolina – uh, I believe they're nine and four, they're nine, nine and, four. and three. They're, they're nine and four. Yeah, um, still a very good football team. Very good. Um, but I think I'm gonna rock with Oregon. I think Bo Nix is is filthy. Um, even though Drake May is very good, um, I think the Pac-12 is better than the ACC, um, and oh, that's saying something. Yeah. But um, I I think that's where I'm sitting for for that one. I'm gonna go with Oregon. I think this game's gonna be a shootout. I think um, if all. Well, I don't know if Drake May is playing. I'm going to assume he is just because he's healthy. I don't think there's any signs Why, why of would he sit out? He's a sophomore. The like... Same deal with Caleb Williams, but he's healthy. So I'm going to assume he's playing. Uh, don't really know what their situation is, but he's going to be there. I think Josh Downs will be playing. They're number one wide receiver. I really, ah, man, I think this is going to be a phenomenal game, first of all. But second of all, I'm going to pick UNC just because I think Drake May is better than Bo Nix. Wow. Uh, Oregon is a 14-point favorite, and they're a better team. Um but so why would you pick the worst team? Because Drake, I think Drake May shows out and just absolutely dominates. Point favorite, better team. Screw it. I'm picking not, Drake May and the North Carolina Tar Heels. As dumb as it may sound, and I know North Across Carolina Across the country, it's, out, it's in out. L.A. Like, Oregon has to travel two eh, hours. Screw it. I'm picking North Carolina. Well, they got time, though. The bowl game yeah. until They got right a lot of time. They got two weeks. Um I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Oregon as well. I'm gonna. I'm gonna rock with Danny here. I mean, North Carolina has kind of fell apart over the last uh, couple of weeks of the season. Three straight True. losses: uh, Georgia Tech, North, uh, NC State, and then uh, Clemson, obviously in the ACC championship game. But uh, 
you know, I, I'm, I, I think they're trending in the wrong direction. I think Oregon, um, I would also put the Pac-12 above the ACC. Um, you know, the ACC has definitely had a down year this year. They have Clemson, um, and that's really yeah, Well, the thing is, it. with the ACC, it's like, it, it, unless Clemson, like, in years past, Clemson has been obviously a playoff team, which yeah. makes the ACC look better than it mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. is. Because and there was that, that one, uh, the COVID year when Notre Dame was there, and yeah. they had two playoff teams. I mean, yeah. it was like, all oh, the ACC I mean, Florida State is 13th ranked. They yeah, a Florida, teams. you know, like, they're... They're not having a horrible year, but I think overall, like it, it's definitely not as yeah. good as it, it has been in years yeah. past. Up um, and down right now, I'll take the Pac-12 over the ACC. Yeah, yeah, me too, and that's why I'm that's why I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna rock with Oregon here. Um, and then the final one, the SEC versus the Big Ten, um, both runner-ups in the SEC championship and Big Ten championship, um, both kind of got killed. Um, so very curious to see where this one goes. I think LSU is heavily favored, um, but Purdue is not a slouch of a football team. I think they're unranked. They went eight and five, but they also played a. Li- they had to play Penn State, Michigan, and Ohio State. Um, LSU obviously had a very very tough schedule as well. Um, at one point, were in talks to making the playoffs, mm-hmm. um, and you know I th- I think I am going to go with LSU just because um, I know Brian Kelly. Um, he can't win big games, but he can win very, uh, he'll very. W- he'll win the Cheez It Citrus Bowl. Yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll win. He'll win solid very games. minute the Music City Bowl, the <laughs> Pinstripe uh, Bowl. Pinstripe Bowl. He's very good at winning those, but he can't yeah. win a big one. Um, as you guys saw last week, so I think I am going to go with LSU. Yeah, I'm going to go with LSU. I don't think Purdue's that good. Um, they don't have that upset. I feel like they don't have that upset magic that they did last year when I think they, who did they upset? Um, was it Michigan State? A couple teams. And then, yeah, I, just I don't... think there was like two weeks in a row where yeah. they where? beat like top five teams. When, when they were unranked. Like, so I just don't think they have that upset magic again this year. I know they've, if you look at their schedule, they've upset a couple teams, but the big ones, no, they don't have that. Uh, I'm a rock with LSU. I think they're a better team, and I think Brian Kelly and LSU ends their season strong. Yeah, Purdue is not that good, uh, to be honest. You know, I, I know you said, uh, Danny, they're not a slot. I mean, but 8-5 I mean, in the Big, big Ten is big solid. Ten, big Ten runner-up. Yeah, yeah, I know. but Yeah, but they play in the Big Ten West. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's not really. They suck. Um, they don't suck, but they're no, the Big Ten West does. Oh, okay. I thought I meant Purdue. I mean, Purdue is they're they're not a horrible team, but they're definitely not at the caliber that LSU is. Um, a team that has played an SEC schedule and a team that at one point, like you guys mentioned, was in serious conversations they beat for Bama too. the playoff. Um, so I think I'll I'll uh, I'll pick LSU as well. And Brian Kelly uh, will get this uh, this massive bowl win in the uh, in the cheese and citrus bowl. Here. Yeah. Oh man. But I think, guys, that is just going to wrap it up for us. For Sam Davis, Tyler Who, I'm Danny Scott. Shout out to our producers, Pat Amaturo and Brianna Dunbar. Thanks for listening to College Gridiron.